Welcome to of shit. <laughs> this is a good start already. <laughs> well, welcome to of dice and then presents a fistful of dice, a Deadlands campaign. I am Jeff the Marshal. Hey, Marshal. Hi. And who are you? <laughs> I'm Dan. I play Bartholomew Chancellor of the Atlanta Chancellors. And with you? <laughs> Fievel sneezing <laughs> under the table. Hi, Fievel. You're my... Fievel will be playing the role of Horace. Horace. The cousin <laughs> Just horking it up. Yep. Jesus, sneezy chihuahua. I'm Ari. Good job. I'm playing Franck Verdot. The French-Mexican trapper. I am Kimberly. I play Allie Taylor, purveyor of elixirs and seeker of the youth. Seekers of she's a seeker. I was going to say seeker of the elixir of youth, but I realized I already said elixirs within the last four seconds, and I'm like, well, so she's just seeking youth now, guys. Well, that's actually I've got that. Just just two youths. It's that's her thing. She she's seeking two youths. Mm -hmm. Stop it! Now everybody gets that reference from 1990. Two youths. You know, I was (laughs) very tempted to do a uh, special uh, plot for for. Alley, which kind of drives her towards the alchemy route. So. Mm. <laughs> anyway, who else? Uh, and also, hey gang, my name is Josh. I play Percy Clemens, aka Clem, a deserter from the Confederate Army <gasps> who it. is now now uh, harrowed or uh, aka undead. Yes. Whoop, whoop. So, I went back and listened to all the episodes that have been released thus far. Oh boy. Yeah. I know. And (laughs) Clem has switched sides twice now. So (laughs) he's a deserter. You know, all he needs to do is like desert from the French foreign legion or the (laughs) Nauvoo legion. And you know, we're good to go. I know. That's why I didn't want to give her another treat. Originally, like the whole plan has always been deserting from the Confederate army, but I almost (laughs) love it more that he's deserted from every army. Army. Right? <laughs> like, I'm trying uh, to remember where I wrote it down, but I have it in canon written somewhere that Allie is actually like obsessed with eternal youth. And that's like, I don't know where I wrote it down and it's driving me nuts. <laughs> oh man, so the little Franken dude we killed last episode would have been like right, right in Allie's Yeah, except house. I wasn't thinking about it back then. Mm-hmm. Speaking of, speaking of, who would like an extra white chip to tell us what happened last does time? Any, does anyone else want to try? Nope, nope. It's just a white no. chip. It's not worth trying to remember. <laughs> not, not worth memory. Uh, so we uh, made it. We we thought we had we were going to make it to Salt Lake, but we didn't. We made it to a different town. What was the name of the town? I don't remember that. Purdy. Purdy, that's right, because I said it was like my face, because I have that as a boon. Um, that is why, sorry to interject, that is why uh, 
my audio file is named Purdy. I thought I was just being a smartass and named it Purdy, like a oh, pretty little file. Anybody, anybody who listens to this podcast and doesn't believe that we are all on some level at smart Alec assholes has not been paying attention. Not but even continue. a little bit. So I remember that, like we we both individual, like us, and then. Right. Um, we were at Purdy and we were talking to this guy trying to get a job. And there's like, hey, you should check out this house. And then while we're talking to him, Clem the, and his buddy, the young dead shows up and he's like, hey, I'm not dead anymore. We're like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> so I remember, like, Clem was with his friend guy. Right. He and spent the friend some time. guy was like, there's some shit going down here. Maybe you should check it out. Yeah. And so then we went into the house. The, the sheriffs and deputies had gone to the house and never returned. We went into the house. We fought some hands. None of yes. them were the same same person's hand. And then we ended up going down into a secret lab where we fought a scientist and his Frankenstein. And I like one-shotted him in the head. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was epic. And then we buried the Frankenstein. Did we do anything after that? I remember yeah. they all we went out and to the we town told them like, a little the bit. town what had happened and that they were like, hey, you want to stay and... Yeah. Oh, that's no, right. They wanted to. Ask, no. They asked us to be the sheriff, and we were like, "No, yeah, we, were like, nah. we got. I, I got to go up. Uh, someone's expecting me in Deseret. I just <laughs> want to get to Deseret to sell shit. Yeah. So yep. we we said, "No, thank you." Yep. And so, we told Clem how good of a friend he is. <laughs> did we leave town or did we stay in town? You're, you're or was in, that decided? You're in town. You were given yet. a. Free night at the hotel. Right. right. And some sketchy shit happened at the so give me railroad. half a white chip, Barry. <laughs> Break it into threes. <laughs> Reunited, and it feels so good. The posse has come together to defeat the abomination known as Maxwell, assistant to the enigmatic Dr. Cecil Sawyer, and received a complimentary night's stay at the local hotel for their troubles. As a new day breaks, will our heroes ever make it to Salt Lake City? Find out now on OD&D Presents A Fistful of Dice. Okay, so we're at the hotel. Okay, cool. So there is some, I do have some rule apologies that I have to, to make. Uh-oh. You guys ready back back home listening to this wonderful game? Brace yeah. yourselves. So, so everybody who was feverishly typing an email to complain about my interpretation of the rules you can you can delete it so ODNDpod at gmail.com yes or follow us on twitter at ODNDpod. c-o jeff tweet yeah. those rules that's spelled g-e-o-f-f for the for the correct way right if you want to make sure he gets it <laughs> yes complaint so remember way back the husker battle 
Yeah. Yeah. So your size is six, and its size was eight. Yeah, it's okay. And uh, how you calculate whether or not something is a wound is it's a multiple of your size. So every six damage is a wound. And every eight damage would have been a wound on the Husker. Mm. Well, I got lazy for math purposes and said, every five points of damage for everybody is a wound. So <laughs> it was... I mean, that seems like well, a good fine. average, I mean, right? You know, it's fine. We all got burned then. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> I just wanted but to... But if, if we ever get a special ability that makes us a giant, that's going to be an important mechanic. Yeah. Like biggin where you go up to size seven or something like that anyway um and then that was the only glaring one that got me uh yeah yeah we we covered chips we did a good job at our wound we didn't do stun but you know we can we can start fresh in this new adventure Mm. including stun rolls and actually, okay. you know, following the rule properly. Got no one's. It. I don't know. No one's. Yeah. I'm iffy on 5e anyway, so. Yeah. I was say, no <laughs> one's casting Thunder Wave, so we're fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That's a Pokemon and, reference and... for uh, you true believers <laughs> out there. And just as a CYA, I'm the marshal. It's my table. It's my rules. Go away. It's a guideline. Okay, bye. It's a guideline. No, that that's too all because you know there's somebody out there going, I didn't like how he did that. He interpreted that so wrong. But you know, to be fair, the there, there's people <laughs> who are super into the rules, and that helps govern their world. But like uh, Jeff said, it's it's his it's his damn table. He's gonna run. There's no room in this town for anybody but him. The sheriff, you know Marshall. I'm gonna be at Emerald City Comic Con. Bring it. <laughs> Why are we attacking our audience? I don't know. I'm very I, didn't, I didn't buy in on the Comic Con, but I'll be outside the doors. I'll meet you outside just, the he'll, flag he'll be pole. outside the uh, <laughs> yeah. just... three o'clock. Look, look th- for the three beefy men in OD and D podcast shirts and fight us. You guys are beefy. <laughs> well, we wear beefy tees. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Well, we wear baby girl cut tees, but yeah. oh, okay. <laughs> Uh, okay, so with that out of the way, and Dan can cut as much of that as he wants. <laughs> um, so we do have some housekeeping before we get started. Uh, and I think most of this relates to Clem, but we already all uh. drew our chips, yes? Yes. Yep. Yep. Correct. Okay. And I spent chips. Nice. I ate chips. Yep. Nice. All right. Please write in. Uh, I'm really curious who's uh, really wanting to know our chip count. Like, if, <laughs> if they want that detail, let's, yeah, I'm into it. So, at me, bro. Uh, <laughs> no, another confession I'm supposed to have my own chips as Marshall. Mm. I don't. I just <gasps> am like, eh, eh, I'm going to spend mechanics. a chip now for story. <laughs> Fair if enough. I want to take over <laughs> Clem for a minute, I'm going to quote spend a chip. Yep. Okay. Um, but I don't abuse that privilege. He's so. God, guys. Yeah. Stop it. <laughs> Stop. Stop it. Calm down. 
Chill out. <laughs> Just relax. It's okay. May you don't need to. Will be done. You don't need to do this, guys. Calm Go down. have a bourbon. Go have a bourbon. Ooh, okay. Have a boba. Go have snork a boba. Yeah. Have a snork a boba. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> reference. Reference to what other guys. Yeah. So should we roll for spirit here? Yes. Uh, <laughs> what is your spirit dice? Mine, uh, 6d10. 6d? Jesus. Jesus I've got 1d6. 3d12. I had to up my spirit game. I'm not a total... I'm basically a cleric who didn't think, you know what, religion would be a good idea. We can fix that, too. <laughs> no, I'm working on it. Now that I, I forgot about the bounty points thing, so I can actually start banking some. Yeah. Because I need 24 to change my die size. <laughs> and oh. that, yeah. Religion, not for me, but... <laughs> I will add that if for some re- So you can get as many number of dice, so attributes as high as you want so you could drop you know if you wanted to spend the bounty points like 10 d4 if you wanted oh i know i have i have 66 in faith right now but i need a higher die count because i think six is like the bare minimum to succeed at anything i want to do right so i have to do perfect yes Oh, but what I was going to say is you max out at D12, and if you want to increase your die type above that, it ends up being D12 plus 2, so like 6D12 plus 2. Mm. So, just so you know. All right, so... Oh, I dropped my die. Hold on. 6D10, you said? Yeah. All right. And... You have... Tom's a very spiritual man. Yes, and you have eight uh, Dominion points, and I have two. Oh, we got to do a little bit of uh, domination. Ghost Ghost in the shell math. So have at me, you ghoulie. (laughs) Oh, shit. (laughs) 17. Wow. Hold on here. Got one more. Okay. Uh, twenty-four. Oh, what? damn! Yeah, well, I, uh, I aced it with a six plus my eight. Nice. Plus my stick and my axe. <laughs> <laughs> Your brother so, and my colt. So you are now at nine dominion points. And Tencel Charlotte is at one. Did you did you guys see that that meme? It was the whole thing of I will avenge my brother. No. <laughs> it says I will avenge my brother, and then it's like barbarian, you have my axe. Uh, <laughs> fighter, you have my sword. Oh, yeah. Ranger, you have my arrow. Necromancer, and yeah, your, your brother. brother. Yes. yes I've seen <laughs> yeah. That one. I have seen that, one. that the guy that does those memes is hilarious. Yeah. So it's a little belated or a little late, you know, but if you want to edit this pun in, um, Charlotte, more like no spirit ghoulie suckster, Charlotte. <laughs> yep, fine. I'm Let's definitely making going. sure to put that in. Because <laughs> I feel like the timing cut, was off at this point. Cut that part out. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So, so 
for the so record. Close. So close. In I, case I, I, I interrupted forget. this flow, and that's really where the problem was. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, I can tell. Oh, tonight's going to go. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't give you guys anything to kill, and that's going to. That's gonna bite me in the ass. Yeah, um, yes. it's all role play tonight, guys. Godspeed to all of us, especially the audience. <laughs> so, Settle in, guys. Yep. So, uh, Clem, for the record, the card I drew for your spirit has you at at parity. So he, she has the exact same uh, spirit as you so if you increase your spirit her spirit increases so on and so oh no (laughs) hey i could have drawn an ace which is plus one die type and plus two trite level all right we're at the hotel right yes was Was anyone gambling Mm, yes i'm finding a place to put my suit it's All like right. one of the one. I was carrying my suit, my little rolling suitcase, from for two days, three days, whatever it was. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so. I'm a. I'm gonna head to my room. Come on, uh, horse. We'll. Uh, I think we should turn in for the day. We had quite a situation. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so we go to our horse. Room. Just kind of. Carries your bag and plods along like the good little half, yeah, half chauffeur, half sidekick he is. He's my weapon valet. Yes. Um, Like in Jumanji. So part of our recap, just real quick before you retire to your room, uh, was that Clem can't get drunk. Could we do a roll? Because I feel like he wants to seclude him. I, I want to seclude myself. Oh, what? That's but right. Maybe, that's what we were going to do. We were going to do a drinking contest. Maybe we could oh, do a roll right. just for a little bit of side cash made or something. It's up. Yeah. Oh, sure. That's what we were going to do. Five was curled up on my blanket on the floor. <laughs> sure. Go for it. Um, so who are you? What what are you? How are you trying to make your money? I'm just standing there, awkward. You're the salesman, <laughs> Bartholomew. <laughs> uh, I went to bed after all, so maybe <laughs> Allie's the sale actual salesman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm just like the 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 weird freak show that Bart just, Bartholomew's like check this out and then goes to bed. Yeah. <laughs> I realized I need to take care of my brother. Mm. Or my cousin, cousin. I mean. Cousin. Uh, well, Alice, you have an unstoppable drinking machine. All right. I don't know if you want to market this. I'm feeling really awkward and standing there. So we're so we're in the like the tavern or the... Yeah, we're whatever. in the saloon. Saloon. I get up on a chair. Attention, ladies and gentlemen. This everyone, is in the, everyone turns around and gives you rapt attention with thank this you, kind of you. like oh thank shit you, what's you. going on look thank do they know you. that she's the hero <laughs> they suspect it but you know my name is alice taylor i am new in town and this is my what's two other things interesting about <laughs> <laughs> this is my best friend clem uh, and he hello y'all would like to challenge one of you 
to a drinking contest. What you guys are missing at home in this audio only <laughs> thing is the hand motions she is performing. I should, I as... should be doing hand motions. It'll get me more steps. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like gesturing emphatically over here. It's fine. <laughs> uh, we're in the saloon? Yeah. Okay, Frank's going to go behind the bar. Ignoring the, <laughs> she tuts at the um, <laughs> at the bartender and just puts some money on the thing and then just grabs a bottle <laughs> and walks back to her seat <laughs> to watch the show. Obviously, obviously. All right, now it's back to you. Okay, okay. I mean, so yeah. everyone is kind of like. I and over clown like what is this guy he can't be that good at drinking and all the farmers are kind of looking around like well are you gonna walk up to him no are you gonna walk up to him (laughs) and finally a youngish man maybe in his 20s early 20s uh, looks like a real tin horn cowpoke uh, all of his clothes are nice and clean and matching and you know leather uh, think Bartholomew if he was trying to pretend to be a cowhand mm. <laughs> so Horace uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> walks up and leans on one of his uh, silver-plated six-shooters and says, All right. I challenge you, sir, to a drinking duel. Name your poison. Uh, uh, A good southern whiskey, if you would. All right. I guess I say that to the bartender. Him and, and... Shiny McTinhorn. Shiny McTinhorn. <laughs> His name is Paul McGuffin. Paul McGuffin. <laughs> <laughs> I shout down from the face. Are we here to get you? <laughs> is that why we're here? He <laughs> uh, says the bartender's like, okay, and takes two glasses and pours two equal shots and says, Okay. Uh, so I guess uh, I just look over at Alice like, eh, are we good? Like, <laughs> we have a challenger. And I clink his glass and down the first round. All right. I'm just gonna see how many rounds this poor guy lasts. <laughs> uh, midway through, I turned to him and like, you don't happen. You will have to forgive my ever-changing <laughs> affectation, as it does change as I do travel uh, all across this land. You wouldn't uh, happen to be related to the Champsworths by any chance, would you? That no. Is, that is Bartholomew's last name, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay, just making sure. No, sir. <laughs> My name the is... The Atlanta Chancellor. <laughs> <laughs> Who is that guy? 
So Actually, I, I've, we've we've settled in, and I come downstairs with Horace because we want to get some food. <clears throat> cool, okay. cool. He, uh, you keep going, and he downs the second one and says, "All right, sir, something you should know." I'm part German and part Irish. I can keep going <laughs> all night long. Oh, dear. Uh, I doubt mine and go, well, son, my great-grandmother O'Malley, uh, something <laughs> says you don't have a chance. <laughs> I go I go over to the bartender, and I get two full bottles of the whiskey. I bring it over. I'm like, well, if... Uh, if you're all that interesting, then I guess maybe we should up the difficulty a little bit. And I just take the glasses away and leave them the bottles. <laughs> Let's turn this into a race. Um, how much have we laid down on this? I don't really know how gambling and like gambling uh, on yeah, other Allie, people that's works. A good point. But... Allie is the, the bookery. Shit. Yeah, <laughs> I have... $127. I figured we wouldn't get many people like throwing 100 down right away, but maybe you could be, you know, ringing I up. could pass my uh, coonskin cap around. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. There you go. Start. Okay, start so I, ta- I, get, I have my hat. I'm like, well, if uh, we've, we've seen a good start of this game here, so uh, you believe our buddy uh, Clem here is uh, going to be the winner, go ahead and throw a bit of cash in my hat. But if you uh, believe that the uh, other gentleman... Oh, sorry, what was your name, sir? Oh, Paul McGuffin. If you think uh, (laughs) Mac over here is going to be the winner, go ahead and throw him in that uh, coon hat. So... We'll split the winnings to whoever uh, on the right side. So... I'm going to be a little bit of a jerk. Oh, that's probably fair. Um, Since I know this game is rigged. Oh. uh, Oh. We rigged it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Because he doesn't have chips, guys. Remember, we just had some silly I like your commitment to the con, frankly. (laughs) Oh, no. The DM knows? <laughs> shit. Shit, shit. <laughs> um, so, Allie, give me a... Do you have persuasion? Give me a persuasion check. <coughs> uh, actually, I think this might be where I'm a uh, where I'm a Viking. I've got three in persuasion. I've got 3D3. three 3D12. Oh, well, never mind. So. Well, you are a, a, a snake oil uh, salesman. So. My highest is 11. Sure okay. The, the well, crowd. Eleven no. works. What's that? Um, she, she's got it. Oh, she's got it. She's the one who stood up on the chair and yelled at so, Um, let me see here. One dollar goes in for Clem, and two dollars goes in. <laughs> For uh, Mac. Paul. Okay, that's so, it. So, so here's, bad. so here's what I'm going to let you do. We, okay. you can keep giving us more and more encouraging speeches and keep uh, rolling your 
persuasion checks, you know, so whichever one of the, I will give everyone a chance to roll a persuasion check and, and entertain, and I will roll, um, based on that, based on that. Could mine be more of a performing to I pretend a, I'm already drunk? I got a 10. Okay. I can do tail telling. <laughs> well, why don't you tell a story of how amazing... If it helps, I have 4d12 in showmanship. All of those would be excellent stats to uh, okay. showcase. I'm going to do... Because I'm, I'm rooting for Paul, right? My... We're trying, yeah, we're trying to get them to lose. Yeah. So we want the uh, most money to Paul. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Can mm-hmm. I do a performance to make it seem yeah. like I'm already, like, instead of a so then I'm just like, speech, uh, I'll do, like, a, I, I mean, I'll do many. a drunk speech about Irish, the, the O's versus the mix, but, you know. Oh, the, the last time I saw Clem try to... Defeat somebody in this sort of competition, he he practically exploded. Yes, there was goo everywhere. Goo everywhere. Oh, so disgusting. And he was out like a light. With one little touch. I mean, metaphorically. <laughs> oh, I got an ace. Oh, five. That was disappointing. So you, so you got a five? Yeah. Okay, $10 goes into the Paul's <laughs> going to win pot. Into Paul? Yeah. Yes. We don't. Okay, gotcha. Uh, and I got a 10 on mine. Okay. And mine's so... just persuade. Reason. No. Well, okay. I mean, you, my hat's probably the better hat. I mean, Clem is a bit of a lightweight. He always thinks he can win. I mean, look at that face. You can tell he thinks he's all that, but, you know, he's not really. Okay. All that in a bag of chips. Two. Poker chips. (laughs) (laughs) There is... There is now $12 in the Paul Woolen hat, and... Seventeen dollars in the, um, uh, what's his name? Clem. Clem will win hat. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you want to keep trying or for more? Or... Yeah. Yeah, I'm. I'm doing a performance on acting like I'm more drunk than I am, what's mean? which is mean. not at all. Okay. What's mean mean? Oh <laughs> shit! It's a one. <laughs> it's a one. Hey, we're y'all, working the crowd I as am well drunk as we can. As hell. <laughs> <laughs> this night, yeah, he is says wild. as he enunciates. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I sure don't know how to speak. <laughs> yeah, what's the general mean like skill? Mean is um, like your mental fortitude and aptitude. Uh. Okay, can I roll my mean, like, to kind of, like, I'm seeing who the suckers are to really push them? Mean is like charisma, is basically what it is. Right. Yeah. 
I've got 46 so, in it. I'm trying to use it. Okay. Fine. <laughs> Roll it. All right. I'm trying to Should convince use, the like, most, most gullible people. Okay. Four. God damn it. I rolled four dice and I only got a four. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So it's still 17 and 12. And are you who's paying for the 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 drinks? Are you guys paying for the drinks or are they gonna split them? I think it all depends uh, on how this game plays out, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh all right, fancy lad. Uh this button I, I don't quite understand. Wait. I am just a simple. Does man, anyone have like but... a sleight of hand type thing? I have um, pickpocketing. Sweet. I think. Jesus, I'm just thinking. I'm can talking we... to you, McGuffin. Whoever loses this match buys the drinks. I've got so I've got forty ten in, in sleight of hand and forty ten in um oh that's lock picking. Yeah, what I'm just thinking of is moving money into the clem hat without anyone noticing. Oh, yeah. Because there's more in the Clem hat, or out of the Clem hat. Because if he wins, we're going to distribute that. Right. So if less of it's in his hat and more of it's in MacGuffin's, that ends up in our pocket. So I have pl- I have 4010 in both Filchin and Sleight of Hand. So what would you think that would be, Jeff? Uh, so you're going to steal some from... One, the... Yeah, we want to move it from one hat to the other. Filchin. All right. <laughs> I I'm, I I as I walk I walk over to Allie and I'm like okay, I, to keep this proper I will hand these hats over to this lady that you can easily see. I am going to make this a uh, difficult check. You need to get a nine or better. Well, I got a nine and an ace. Allah. <laughs> so twelve. Okay. So. You don't raise it. Okay, so you are able to get, let's say, $5 moved over. Sweet. So basically, we, we traded places on the amounts. So it's 17 in the Paul hat and 12 in the Clem hat. Yes. Okay. That means we still get out on the positive end on this. That's all I was thinking of. Because at the end of the day, we're still making money. Else fucking kicks ass at gambling. (laughs) (laughs) So would you say that that you bought a bottle of cheap stuff or a bottle of good stuff? Oh, Oh, I would have gotten the cheap stuff. This this isn't about drinking good. It's about drinking Uh, a lot. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So so poor Paul gets about halfway through, eh, quarter of the way through the bottle. And is really swaying. And he's going to tell you, man, that (laughs) I saw that sheriff go in the house, and I didn't see him come out again. What happened? He died. I bet you he is hamburger now. That's what happened. Saw it with my own eyes. Hamburger. Oh, dear. You saw it with your own eyes, huh? Uh, You, You went in that house, sir? You went uh, to see what happened in that, sir? I saw somebody go in there. Right. (laughs) So you saw Hamburger? That's, that's I believe, the question we're all asking now, Mr. McGuff. And he picks up the shot glass and goes, I know what I saw, fancy pants, ten horn. 
downs it <laughs> and vomits all over. Let me roll a d4. All over oh, Glenn. No. Jesus. <laughs> all over. It's gonna be me. It's gotta be me. Do you want it to be you? No. <laughs> oh, really? Is it oh, really in Don't parts? kink shame in this. Oh, all over Fronk. Try and cheat. <laughs> over me? What well, Fr- Fronk's shoes. Oh. These are my only shoes. I didn't tell her to do it. I was and just then, giving Kimberly an idea. <laughs> and then yeah, passes yeah. out. Thumbs of this. Oh, poor thing. So, I was going to drink his whiskey this. bottle too. <laughs> oh, so sad. Wipe, wipe, wipe. Well, uh, so, I'm, I'm no doctor, but I think we might want to roll him on his side. Sad. Mm. <laughs> uh, all right, well. So, your winnings are whatever was in the pot, less $4 for the booze. All right. And. This was not worth it. I mean, it was fun. No, we got a. Uh, hey, we each got twenty bucks, right? Oh uh, damn! I take, I take five dollars for new shoes, <laughs> <laughs> and then I guess eight dollars for the rest of us. <laughs> uh, actually, shoes are only two dollars, so I don't know what kind she of shoes took you're buying. Five for shoes, Marshall. Didn't say she spent. I still five get the shoes. least amount of money. So, <laughs> so okay. And um, so nobody's gonna try and feel them up or. That's really funny. No, if I learned anything from Red Dead Redemption, you do not feel in people's pockets while there's other people around. Yeah, because then they will run, and then the police come after you. This is Skyrim (laughs) basics, even. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, Okay, I do have one thing I want to do in the night. Before we proceed to the... I don't think we're done with this drinking contest. Okay, I just (laughs) wanted to make sure... I go over to Allie and I'm like, Alright, well, uh, you know, he's already halfway there. Maybe someone else wants to try. Mm. Alright, so... That was was a good... That was good. That was good. But my friend here... Might have a little bit more in him. Anybody else want to try? I mean, he's already half a bottle in, so I mean, that's a pretty good stop for the rest of y'all. Hmm? I don't know if it comes off as if I'm drunk, but I'm feeling pretty awkward at this point for showing <laughs> my friends my new ability and then they're taking advantage of it. So I'm just kind of yeah, like shuffling my friends? feet at this point. Frank is sitting back down because she's not as amused anymore. She's <laughs> drinking her own liquor. So, a. Big, big, oh, burly man. Like <laughs> one that could break Bart in half. Stevie Burlyman. Yeah, yeah. Stevie Burlyman. Now, uh, <laughs> Johnny Walker. No. <laughs> the man what's himself. great? What's great is how Jeff comes up with these names <laughs> months in advance. <laughs> <laughs> the entire city's populated already, and he just has to say a name. <laughs> that's legit. Uh, Seems legit. Yeah, it's legit. Um, so big guy. Uh, I am going to go with Johnny, just yeah. because he's like six six, four hundred pounds. Uh, 
dusky skin, big handlebar mustache that, that kind of hangs down to his flabby jaw. He's got like seven chins. Nice. Walks up, slams a $5 bill on the table and says, uh, just you and me right now. Chug it all. Wow. Uh, yeah, I, I, I start walking around with the hats again going, wow. <laughs> that's a, I guess that's kind of a crazier quest. There's no way little old Clem's going to be able to stand up against the mountain over here. Uh, do I need to do I calmly set my five on the table. Is this just yep. for the whiskey, or is this our? Uh, hold on, sorry. Uh, is this uh, for the whiskey or the bet, sir? So this is me challenging you. Whoever finishes that bottle first and can walk, they pick up that five dollar bill and walk right on out of the saloon. I'm still walking around with the hat. A stuff bottle or that bottle? Because I am not side chugging with you, sir. <laughs> You're not going to take me up on my challenge? Of course he is. Of I, course I get he him, is. I get them two fresh bottles. <laughs> oh, big man. Thank you, Bartholomew. I did not want to uh, share cooties with. Uh, roly poly over here. <laughs> so I I rolled a nine to try to convince other people to still throw money in the hats. Okay, so they're a little they're getting a little tapped out after the last round, but uh, I'll throw I'll throw my eight in. I don't know where the pool is going. I don't know. I guess maybe this is a bad idea. I'm not going to throw it. Never mind. (laughs) So seven is betting against Clem and three are betting for Clem. Okay. So, and there's this $5 on the table. If you're getting two new bottles, that's, Four dollars. So there's a one dollar bet on the table. Yeah, sounds plus good. Whatever's in the yeah. pot. I I don't know if I have to roll for it, but I crush my bottle. In it fact, works. literally, I drink it and then take a bite out of the top. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Did anybody else want to try and raise the pot any? Before I ruin it? <laughs> oh, uh, Frank's over it. I don't think, I think Horace is just probably watching in rapt attention. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. He's so... ever seen a, 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 a saloon bet before. I mean, neither have I technically, but. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. So that's eight more dollars that you guys won, right? Woo-hoo. Sweet. Yep. So I like I down my whiskey bottle and look at horse and go, this one's for you, little man, and take a bite and just oh. like bleeding out of my mouth and just with a big red smile <laughs> for Horace. So Johnny cause... is kind of like wobbling back and forth. <laughs> he gets about three quarters of the way 
and he doesn't say anything, but you know, whiskey clearly makes him mean and he's like kind of itching, drawing his hand up his thigh. And Awkward. Gra- <laughs> like padding toward, you know, trying to find his uh, pistol on his belt and like, you're a cheat. I don't know how you did it, but you're cheating me out of my money. And I'm going to kill you for it. And oh, he... What did you think? That he just died and <laughs> knows how to drink? <laughs> that that would be sir, ridiculous. How does, how does one cheat? I got the bottles from this bartender. I mean, if anyone cheated, it would have had to have been the bartender, I believe. <laughs> they all look at the bartender. <laughs> <laughs> the, whole, the whole bar looks at him. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. No cheating. Well, I just rolled 15 to quickness for um, Drawn? initiative, so... Oh. <laughs> oh, shit. He said we weren't going to fight anyone today. Uh, well, it turned out we were assholes. <laughs> right. No, we can calm him down. Uh, I, uh, Clem just goes, look, friend, if you feel that cheated, you keep that five and you walk away here in one piece. Roll of persuasion. Oh, shit. <laughs> Let's see here. What uh, is persuasion under? Mean. mean. Oh, this guy's right in the middle. Fucking, this guy's going to die because my persuasion's really low. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's a two. <laughs> okay, so I'll walk around with the hats. All right, tell you which one of them's going to die first. <laughs> <laughs> I throw a Franker hat. So he's. So Johnny's gives up on trying to grab his gun and grabs, good. you know, just balls his hands up in fists and cries like a baby. Probably. <laughs> oh, puts them to his eyes. <laughs> goes ahead and takes a swing. Oh. And I need to jot down what his fighting is. Can I try to inter- interfere with that and get him with my whip? Oh. <laughs> just wrap sure. it around his wrist to pull it. I'm not good at the whip. I'm just going to say right now, I'm probably not going to succeed. What? What? Oh, I think dear. I I'm haven't used it since the first session. What am I hit some poor I'm going to make you lady. roll a fighting whip. Uh, check. Okay, so I don't have that. (laughs) Here goes part of Clem's face, audience. (laughs) I was going to say, with a called shot hand multiplier, so you you would need like an 11 to So I don't have any fighting, so what am I rolling here? Uh, It's like 1d4, or wait, what's fighting under? Um, Nimbleness. I've got a d6 in that. I've got 46 in nimbleness in general. So you're rolling... 46 minus 4. Oh, okay. Uh, 4. <laughs> so you reach for your whip and flick it out to grab uh, at Johnny's wrist and you strike him straight up in the neck. Not for a lot of damage, but it definitely gets his attention. Shit. <laughs> and so, now, uh. we're going to have a bar fight. Damn it. 
<laughs> Does my fifteen still count, or do I have to re-roll it? Oh no, you can you can draw yourself three cards at, at fifteen. I'm okay. Because so I aced, so I might just just for for clarity here, my quickness is two d twelve. I rolled a twelve, and then I rolled a three. So. Nice. <laughs> nice. I'm actually going to go get another bag of dice. So if you hear oh, a rolling Jesus. sound, that's well, it's a bar fight. You know what happens in westerns during a bar fight? Oh, Everyone gets sugar. involved. Sugar oh, it was a barroom blitz. <laughs> I'm guessing we're gonna. Are we? Are we using guns, or are we gonna try to keep this semi-civil? Well, that's between you guys. Johnny is using. His I'm fist. talking to these guys. Well, yeah, he's using his fists, right? I mean, I feel like you kind of already set things off on a bad note with the whip. Right, but the whip <laughs> like, was not a gun. Oh. Right. right. So, <laughs> but there's I, fists, I a, and then there's everything else the sound down? Okay. as a weapon. No. I rolled 17 on my quickness. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh, shit. Down. Yeah, quickness. Okay. Check over here. What? Sure not loose. So, I got a 17 on my quickness, so I get three cards as well. Yep. Weird. So oh, I got the uh, title card. Apparently, I have a title card <laughs> in here. A uh, ten, queen, three. I got a red joker, a king, and a queen. Uh, huh? eleven. What does that? Does that two? Two cards. Two cards. Maybe did it turn off? Well, it sounds fine to me. Oh shit! Red joker fine. and a three. Wait, Kimberly, what did you get? A red joker, a king, and a queen. Oh. Oh, I thought. You, okay, I thought you said a red joker. Okay, queen so you're three. But yeah, so your red joker, you get to go whenever you want. All right, so are we just fighting the one dude? Um, For now, depends okay. if you're going to engage Oh, I have to roll for Horace, don't I? <laughs> yes. There's no way he's not going to join in now, right? <laughs> That's right. Dude, if Horace doesn't join in, we're in trouble. Horace got ten. He gets two cards. <laughs> See? I only got one. <laughs> Jack. And a five. Oh, come on. <laughs> you got an ace, eh? Oh, no. oh, I guess that goes first, huh? No, it goes no, last. No, it goes last. <laughs> Aces well, go first. Actually, Aces, they? Yeah. Are you oh. sure? I thought you said it last time it wasn't. Yeah, no, I, I always will... start counting down with aces. I'll go f- first first with my joker. Oh, shit. Okay. I want to shoot the guy. Shoot? Jesus. Damn, Rock this is, is going to be that... Frankie all over again. Well, I mean, what else am I supposed to do? I didn't know we were killing these can people. We just, can we just tackle them? I thought they were our friends. We, like, um, defended them. And then we come and cheat them. and then. Well, this guy's threatening them. the other guy. Right. Um, I mean, maybe you could shoot. Like aim for his foot or something. Can I do okay. that? Can I? Or can I disarm him? Called shot is gonna be harder to do. That's fine. Yeah. I'm fine with Better that. Than straight up murdering someone. I just feel like if they hear a gunshot, shit's gonna get real, real, well, so real fast. So what's my what? Where is my like? It would fighting. Oh, it's right here. I really am not good at fighting. Mm-mm. What do, if I don't have anything in it and I have a one d eight in nimbleness? What do I do? If you don't have anything in fighting, uh, you would roll 1d8 as your fighting roll. Mm-hmm. Minus four. Minus four. Okay. 
Well, I aced that, so Yay. Oh, nine, so five. So five. Uh... So I, can, I, can I use it to, like, pull my gun and go, like, hit him with it? Just pistol but, whip him? Can I... That yeah, shit? why not? Go. Okay. I'm gonna pull my gun. Actually, to all, I'm gonna pull my gun to look all threatening and whap him with it. Yeah. Act- actually, was- I am going to be a very generous uh, marshal. Uh-huh. I will let you use your um shooting pistol score oh. as your fighting score. Okay, I like okay. that because it's trained with the weapon. Yep. Uh, 11. 11, okay. If I need to roll um, a d20, it's an 18. Okay, so you hit him in the chest, I'm pretty sure. Okay. Sounds about right. Yep. Yeah, yep. upper guts. Right in the sternum. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So... What damage does she do? Oh, yeah, do? what damage do I do? Um, strength. Okay, my strength is... That makes sense. What's my strength? It's under... It's on the right-hand side near the bottom. It's oh, near your so size and vigor and stuff. Okay. Um, I, I rolled... Um, 11? Because I add those ones, right? Yep. So it is. So 11 to his upper chest. So that's uh, one wound for him. Okay. All right. So that was that was her joker. Yep. And so Josh now, had a joker, right? Yeah, but I'm saving it. Okay. So Johnny has a uh, ace, so he's going to. So does uh, Harry though? Does he? Do they get to pick who goes first, or is there a way to? Uh, I will let Johnny go first. It's the type of ace, right? Was like yeah. Uh, soup. Yep, uh, it goes soup. But gloves. ladies first. I will let Hell you. Hell yeah! Hold hey, on. Final, stop! What are you hey. marking at? There's nothing here. Alright. Uh, Fival wants to go west. Because he knows <laughs> we're in the wild west. So. Um, Fival's a girl. Yeah, Fival's a girl's name. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, A. What does that have to do with going west? It's a long story. <laughs> so does it, he even have weapons? No, he he's just brawling. He just he's, looks like he's gonna. He was going he, through his gun, but instead he just punched instead. Got it. Yeah. Did he connect? He hasn't actually gone yet. No, he tried to punch, and you guys fucking. I whipped him in the neck instead. <laughs> <laughs> this poor guy. <laughs> I was protecting you, asshole. I'm dead. I could have taken. I wouldn't even have gotten a black eye. <laughs> Look, we haven't had a chance to really uh, go through the I rules try, of this yet. Can I try fighting to kind of like put him in a headlock? Okay. Just try and sleeper hold. That's what it's called. She wants to wrestle him. Well, I want to make, I want to calm him down. <laughs> can, I, can I do a Spock 
Nerf, nerf, <laughs> nerf Um. <laughs> I don't know. Or you can just. Or can I just sit and drink? You can. You could. You can pistol whip them. You could swing at them with your gun Ooh, like can, a bat. I'm not trying to hurt him. I. We tried to cheat him. Uh-huh. I don't think it's fair <laughs> that we're trying to beat him up. It's not cheating. Oh. It's biology. We didn't tell them that, though. If you don't tell the whole truth, you're cheating. I don't know okay. if that's 100% it, accurate. If you're going to try and no. grapple him, let's do uh, contested strength checks. That's not too bad. You got a, a 3d4 now? Yeah, I'll try that. Okay. How much money is good. flying? I feel like... Oh, I would have put it in my pockets very quickly. Because okay. he walked away, so we had a chance to pocket everything. <laughs> Maybe I, can I just, have the money written can down I on my sheet. Sneak upstairs to my bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if the other people are gonna let that happen now. Uh, you were involved. Okay, what is his strength? Too? I have it. Oh no, I don't have an animal wrangling. <laughs> <laughs> are you going to try? <laughs> I have trapping. How much you... of an animal does a handlebar mustache count as? <laughs> what, what'd you get on strength? Oh, sorry. That would be like team <laughs> She She's 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 bulking. <laughs> oh. oh, one of those are... Oops. Well, I got two fours, so... Still going. Oh, shit. Still going. Still going. <laughs> what? what is up with this dice? <laughs> Still going. Oh what? This is not one of my loaded dice either. Okay, there twenty-five <laughs> with a um, d4. With, with three d4, she got twenty-five. <laughs> uh, okay. And so <laughs> you needed a five. He didn't pass his check, so you got five raises. <laughs> so Frank bum rushes the drunk, <laughs> slams him into the bar, and okay. he's like. Hi, pretty lady. And slumps forward, knocked the fuck out. <laughs> now, I, t- I turn to the crowd, I'm like, that was cheating. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I mean him. Well, he, him turn around trying to fight us because not, that's not what she did. She was just, she's just a mom. She's from Mexico. Oh, the whole crowd is like, oh. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, okay, all right. And then, so some of the, some of the patron, you know, I figure it's probably nine, ten, eleven o'clock at night, somewhere mm-hmm. in there. Some of the patrons have gone home. Some of them ran because of the ensuing brawl. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's the the bar in the hotel is kind of thinned out now um one of the uh sheriff deputies wait hold on the sheriff and the deputies both died last session yeah so one of you mean us right now because we're still in town (laughs) yes (laughs) so since you guys are the law enforcement (laughs) um Nobody comes to check in on your little escapades. <laughs> but congratulations, you are now in a bar 
with two knocked out drunks. Yay! And people and what? What did we say? Like thirty dollars? Mm-hmm. We, yeah, we made more money off that, right? Yep. I I took uh, Neckroll's fiver back in his pocket, feeling bad for him. Oh, I thought you were gonna tuck it into his neck roll. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe. Okay. Clem's not I, I, the I most this vindictive to, person. I, I pull out. Well, whoever's closest to me, Allie and Bart, or something. Maybe we should give some of it uh, to the bartender and offer three rounds. Otherwise, we might be run out of town on a rail. I really want to leave town on the railroad, so... No, we just want a rail. I don't know why you didn't ask One Clem. He would have been rail. all about that, but he's not part of this. So. <laughs> well, I mean, I suppose it is the honorable thing to do. How much would it cost to... How much... I go to the bartender with, with Frank, and I don't know if Allie wants to join in or not. Mm-hmm. And they're just like, I'm sorry that had to happen, sir. Uh, that was not our intention. We were we were having a friendly game of drink a lot and uh, <laughs> drink a lot. Is that hyphenated? And uh, half man, half fox down there uh, decided that he didn't like the uh, results. Uh, but I feel that uh, you are deserving of just compensation because. That definitely was not your fault. Also, I was joking about it being your fault with the cheating. I was just, I was just being a smart ass. I did not realize what was really going to happen. This adventure really wasn't an adventure. I had a plot in mind, but the whole thing, as typical with this group, went off the rails in about ten minutes. As soon as they decided to start the drinking games, I knew all my plans were dashed, and when the fight broke out, well, it serves as a lesson to me. The posse needs a bad guy to beat. We're at the end of February, which means the Kickstarter for the Adventure Edition of Deadlands is about to start. Definitely looking forward to talking about that with you guys. Uh, Reach out to us any way you prefer, and we'll have that conversation. Uh, especially what you think of the mechanics, the new lore, all sorts of different topics there. Uh, lastly, if you like either of our podcasts, OD&D or OD&D Presents, please rate and review the show on iTunes or wherever you found us. It helps us get feedback and lets the show grow. OD&D Presents is a part of the Stolen Dress Podcast Network. Go to StolenDress.com to check out more shows that include our main of Dice and Den's podcast, as well as Comedy on Vinyl, Dan and Jay's Comedy Hour, and What's New with You, Scooby-Doo, among many others. Check out OD&D at our website, ODNDPodcast.com. While you're there, check out our merch shop or go to shop.odndpodcast.com. You can connect with us on Twitter at ODNDPod, Facebook at ODNDPodcast, or email us at ODNDPod at gmail.com. Theme music is All Good in the Wood by Audionautics and licensed under Creative Commons Distribution License. Deadlands the Weird West is a publication of Pinnacle Entertainment Group.
Hey guys, it's Dan. I just wanted to throw a little something something into our mid-roll here. I was on a TTRPG podcast called Knives at Night, and they finally dropped the first of two episodes I am in. So please check them out, knivesatnight.com, or you can find them on Twitter at Knives at Night. They've made it pretty easy. It was a lot of fun recording with them, and it's pretty crazy. It's uh, Blades in the Dark. If you've never played that, you should check it out because it's a fun uh, play style. So Knives at Night, check them out. Bartender just kind of looks at Bartholomew and, you know, he's got that that stereotypical, he's got a glass in one hand and a rag in the (laughs) other. (laughs) And he looks over at Johnny and Paul. And he looks back at you all. He looks back at the two that are knocked out. He says, well, that ten horn's a bit of a show off and Johnny's got a temper. You didn't really do any damage to the bar. Tell you what. That uh that nice bottle of whiskey has been on on my shelf a long time. Hasn't been opened. Starting to get a little dust. And he kinda looks at Bartholomew kind of expectantly. I'm gonna be honest. I actually was going to buy a bottle. <laughs> so I think this is a win-win for us. And he reaches back and he grabs the bottle and he sets it down in front of you. And he's like, would you like a glass with that? Uh, How many people are in the bar? <laughs> <laughs> At this point, probably... Hold on. Uh See, I use dice when I don't want to make decisions. Mm. Yeah, no, that's Me great. too. Seriously. <laughs> I'm like, I want to go to work. <laughs> Hashtag uh, 11 to D20. go to work. Damn it. <laughs> right? The, there, other than you, there are five people left in the bar. <laughs> also, um, so I say... Glasses. <laughs> uh, I say, let's, uh, let's get uh, ten glasses. Okay. He pulls Wait, out ten, ten glasses and sets them out. Because it's have they all been spit-shining? five of us, including no, Horace, and Clem, then there's five people. Clem called it. Clem's going up to his room. Oh, I um, guess not. I'm going up to my room. <laughs> it's been enough. I put the fiver in Necrol's pocket and walked up to my room a little so, abashed. Are you all, <laughs> are you as... Strict with Horace is uh Absolutely not. <laughs> as Grin is with uh what's yeah. his name? We are in the wild, wild west. <laughs> so he needs to man up. Yep. The sooner he gets here <laughs> the chest, the better. Up. Yep. So uh I call Horace over and I wait I flag down the other's like, Come on folks, it's been a it's been a hectic night. I think we all could use a little uh Little bit of a uh, 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 liquid courage, horse. Have you uh, have you had anything yet? Well, I had I had some a dinner, kind of cheap dinner here, and and I, I I'll be honest with you, cousin. I I stole a sip of your whiskey when you were fighting. 
<laughs> well, 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 we were, you should have been focusing on the fight. So I feel like uh, this is this is an important lesson. Fight first, drink later. And I pour him a tall glass. Shut the fuck up. I pour a glass for everyone, and I say to bring in the peace. <laughs> All right. Slash pain. To bring <laughs> in the peace. I'm gonna bring Clem's drink up to his room. You can't just... even enjoy it. I can taste it, you dick. Yeah. <laughs> I just Jesus. put it I put it outside. I thought you tasted enough tonight. <laughs> <laughs> it's different. This okay. is like aged amazing desert. That's true. Whiskey. This is this is the best thing they could possibly have in the bar. They make amazing yeah. whiskey, but they don't drink it. Like Coca-Cola. How much did they... I pay for that? You didn't tell me. Three thousand. Oh, for the bottle, five dollars. Oh, oh Jesus! It's still. What we but need. Frank brings her bottle, which is half empty, <laughs> and Clem's drink in a she, funnel. In a funnel, <laughs> she puts Nose. the drink outside his door, and then goes to her room. Found a way to drink the whiskey faster. <laughs> sure, she drills a hole in the bottle. <laughs> Turns out, being a hollowed, a harrowed, you also don't have a gag reflex. This is gonna be very popular. Yeah. <laughs> all those Deseret brothels. Next, we're yeah. gonna teach her about keg stands. Frank walks in. Frank walks into an awkward scene in Clemson. No. <laughs> okay. There, there's just one. Oh, Frank, thing I got the whole lamppost. <laughs> there's just one thing I want to do before the night's over. Stick a lamppost up your butt. Okay. Apparently. I mean, I guess I enjoyed the whiskey. Hey, thanks, thanks, Shamapel, for bringing me this drink. You know, you're my favorite of this party. Don't tell the others. <laughs> uh, and after the nice whiskey flavored beverage that doesn't affect Clem, he uh, takes just one candlestick, goes over to the little mirror. You know, the the wash station, old timey, like there's a bowl with water, but there's like the mirror. Mm-hmm. Yes. And he looks in the mirror in the dark with just the one candle and goes, uh, Coot Jenkins. Coot Jenkins. Coot Jenkins. <laughs> Three times. <laughs> and nothing happens. Uh-huh. <laughs> Worth a shot. Well... Me. Yes, I'll go to sleep. You're like, good thing no one saw that. <laughs> <laughs> it, good thing hey, there no cool party an trick. Ready? <laughs> good thing there wasn't an audience to this situation. Otherwise, I would be pretty damn embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> Snuggles up on the <laughs> Meanwhile, in the hills far above Purdy. A prospector sits around his fire and goes, What was it? <laughs> oh, it's just gas. And goes back to eating. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. So. Okay, we all go to bed. I'll go to bed. You wake up uh, the next morning to a pounding, a heavy fist pounding on uh, your door. Or. That's exactly it. That's exactly. Like the lightest fist pounding. <laughs> <laughs> My 
my knuckles hurt. <laughs> just open the door, Jesus. I'm gonna make final bark. They're just doing it all over. The oh, yeah, door. We're all in our own room. Which one's hollow? Okay. So I'm trying to get the dog to bark. <laughs> so right here, I baby. Uh-huh. I, I'm imagining that there's you know four rooms and it's like in a square. So I see. Yeah. So you hear bump 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 on the first one bum, bum, and then bump 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 on the second one and you know third and fourth. And then a- after the fourth you hear a low <clears throat> a low grunt. Oh dear. I, I go to the door and I'm like, horse, could you come out? Yes. <laughs> when you stick your head out I don't stick my head out. Okay. I'm not a dumbass. <laughs> okay. So you crack the door open a little bit? I'm just saying yes through the door. Okay. On the other side of the door, you hear, In a front of a train, in a front of Oh. Ooh. Horace, get your shit. Train's here. <laughs> Train's here. Uh, so what's his Train's name? Here. Who's, who's oh, the Mumbles. Mumbles McGee. <laughs> LB. All right, LB, on. that's exactly. It, I didn't mean McGee. It was a stutter. Yeah. Uh, Mumbles mm-hmm. LB is here. Yes, LB right. Sweeney. We head out. Yep. It's, it's nice to see you again, LB. Mm-hmm. Been been a while. Been a minute. Mm. You put on some LBs. <laughs> Rude. <laughs> head, so, heading on heading on to Deseret today. Does, does LB smoke? Yes, LB smokes like a freak. Uh, so I feel like, yeah, I uh, <laughs> even though it doesn't like quite give Clem what he looks for anymore, uh, he is smoking a rolled cigarette with uh, LB before the train takes off. <laughs> the group sees those two just kind of grumpily, like it's morning, you know, like that morning cigarette, like. Eh. LB don't, has, don't smoke, kids. <laughs> LB, you know, walks up to the train and he's got the, you know, half-chewed cigar smoldering in the corner of his mouth. And as he approaches the train, he pulls his goggles down over his eyes and he climbs into the fire car. And waiting at the station is, is Jeb, the chief engineer, and... He says, well, folks, we're just about ready to get started. Uh, seems the good folks over at Smith and Robard sent a gyrocopter to us last night, brought us the part we needed. We also picked up another uh, couple of train cars here. And he gestures behind the uh, train that you guys had been riding on. And sure enough, there's the engine and the uh, first sleeper car that you guys had been on. And now there's also another uh, box car and another passenger car. And then the caboose and the two dining car. No. Uh, (laughs) I'm a little more concerned. Uh, Sir, is there anything from a museum? In any of these cars, carts, cars. <laughs> the guy just laughs. <laughs> well, if you're worried about another uh, 
attack. Well, let me. So the next, the new trains are painted in Union blue colors. This is. Let me introduce you to Captain O'Haggerty, and this Union officer sticks his head out of the passenger car in Union blue colors and says. What do you want, Jeb? We gotta get a move on. And Jeb says, Well, these kind folks are the ones who who walked out of those hills after that uh, supposed bug problem. Where did the reporter go? Did she not go with us? Oh, oh yeah. She's she's an ally. She yeah, Denise, did her, she did her own thing and yeah, we have Denise okay. is with you guys. Okay. Oh. Denise Merritt. Did she see the whole bar fight? No, she stayed back on the. Uh, she had stayed back on the train okay. with Jeb okay. and LB and okay. cool, cool yeah, Casey. I like it. Good. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if I ever told you that was their name. Mm. Casey I feel is. Like you the, did. I, I knew LB. Yeah. Casey is the uh, androgynous, uh, dark-skinned person. So Denise, Casey, LB, and Jeb are on the train. And uh, Captain O'Haggerty... I, I say, uh, if you don't mind, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to go ahead and just keep my stuff with me this time. Might save some time if uh, we get knocked over or knocked over. <laughs> <laughs> Jeb lets out a hearty laugh. Oh, you are so funny, Mister Champsworth. Well, I think these fair boys in blue will keep us plenty safe. They. Uh, you know, Denver Pacific doesn't really hire their own enforcers much, but we we love to take Union Blue cars as far away as on our lines as far away as Nevada. They really do a good job keeping us safe. And O'Haggerty kind of nods and looks far off, and then says to Jeb. Look, I've got 12 infantrymen here, and we are off to f- Nevada. Would you please <laughs> kindly start this engine and get us out of here? <laughs> Don't mind if I do. Do we have specific seats, or can I just kind of find a spot and settle on down? Jeb kind of motions to the train car you were in yesterday <laughs> and says yeah but we didn't technically have a ticket for that train so oh, uh, you're guests of smith and robards and the denver pacific railway so you get to sit in whichever seat you want can i sit in the engine in the engine <laughs> no, no, I the Do I, throw I in the fuel the bartholomew you <laughs> Jeb looks at you kind of weird and then he side eyes LB I, I just want to I want to pull the horn I haven't I mean 
horse wants to I'm pull sure, the horn. I'm sure if you ask nicely, the steward will take you up to the cabin or to Cockpit. the pilot thing, and he'll give you a little train button to wear on your on your shirt. I'm asking. I'm asking him for horse. Well, I, I'm sure they'll give him my horse, too. and I give him a very stern look. <laughs> So, still a little morning crankiness from Clem. I just kind of like do it uh, and a nod at LB with the cigarette still in mouth and like walk onto the passenger car. <laughs> like, kind of like a, a good day, sir. <laughs> like, good I t- luck t- with t- this tell shit. You what, we'll, we'll talk about it later. Come on, come on, horse. <laughs> Jeb kind of looks at LB and LB just kind of shrugs. And Jeb says, well, why don't you just bring a horse up on now? And and because you know we give three toots before we pull out of station. So, <laughs> so does Fible. Every- I, I I'd say go ahead, horse, and I lean in real close to my. Get two pins. <laughs> <laughs> what? I, I, I get I, two pins. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. Fible, you a dingus. Horse and. Uh, Horace and LB and Jeb make their way to the front and O'Haggerty and his men kind of make camp in the last two cars, but uh, they're mostly there doing their own thing. Mm -hmm. And finally, the conductor, yet to be named, (laughs) shouts um, from the platform, all aboard! Next stop, Denver Pacific Station, Salt Lake City. Oh, thank God. <laughs> There's nobody running. Everything looks fine. The train builds up a nice head of steam. You hear three amateur tugs of the whistle. And <laughs> you tell them, notably amateur tugs. Yeah, they're, yeah, no, they're not the crisp. like what sixteen. He's an amateur tugger, that's for sure. <laughs> I don't know by sixteen. He's probably got it well handled. <laughs> he never drops it work. anyway. <laughs> I mean, I and the train, anyway, the train moves on and podcast over thanks for listening guys uh, this has been no. <laughs> good night everybody <laughs> so and to everybody's happiness ultimate nothing pleasure. happens <laughs> I've been watching out the window pretty carefully most of the trip <laughs> so you come you're taking the train, you come up over the Wasatch Mountains. We've all been to Salt Lake, right? Mm-hmm. I've yeah. driven through it once. Okay. I've only been to the airport. Yeah, oh, really? Okay. We should road trip. Yeah. I, I will I say know. this much. Um, the temple and temple square at Christmas time is... Mm beautiful just mm-hmm. they go all out Temple but Square, just in general is just really pretty yeah so you come up over the wasatch mountains which are a hard line of of mountains to the uh, 
east of the Salt Lake Valley, I guess. And they're like pretty hard, uh, straight line running north to south. And you come up over the mountains through some tunnels down. And the train kind of comes into Salt Lake uh, kind of from the south. And as you come over the hills, you're able to look down and you see uh, two in the center of the metropolitan area there is uh, the Salt Lake City proper, the nice area where all the Mormons live. You can see the temple, not quite finished, and the tabernacle and some of the other nicer buildings, some of the hotels. Kind of to the south, you see the more industrialized uh, junk town, which is just what it sounds like, a giant tangled mess of pipes and steel, and it is a you know lower rent district that's where all the Gentiles um, or non-Mormons tend to hang out. And to the north, you see some of Hellstrom's infamous labs. This may be me projecting myself onto the character, but I look out and see how flat and boring and brown (laughs) the area is and go, well, this is depressing. (laughs) What was your goal for coming out here, Clem? Did you have a goal? Uh, wall, isn't he? Well, Ranger you know, deserter? just trying to trying to right some wrongs, hang out with my best friends at this point. <laughs> <laughs> They'd have to extradite him. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes, you have passed out of the uh, disputed territories and into the theocracy of Deseret. So... So I, I turned to Horace and I'm like, all right, so uh, what's important to do now is realize that um, you should not uh, say much about them having multiple wives or any of those types of things. Um, I've just read about it in books. I don't know if that's common or not, but just, you know, any of the any of the stuff that you are not used to, just don't say it because... It could be, you could be insulting their religion, and that could make it really awkward for us real fast. Casey kind of folds down their paper and smirks. Yep, the Danites don't take too kindly to that. And then pops it back up, covering their face. Yeah, well, he said. <laughs> Thank you, sir. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, it... It's probably been, you know, 12 hours since you left Purdy. And here you are at the Denver Pacific Station in lovely southern uh, Salt Lake City, City O'Gloom. So it comes to a halt. The next thing you see is Jeb pulls open the door uh says 
you're free to take your belongings, ready to go. You see some men scurrying around outside. They're disconnecting the Union Blue train cars from uh, the train you were just on, and they're getting them moved around and connected to another train. And this place is just a flurry of activity. So, okay, so uh, so real quick, is <laughs> Salt Lake's motto "City of Gloom" in this game or in real life? Because I don't want alienate <laughs> or Utah listeners. No, it's the, it's the game. It's, it's, it's the, what's called in the game. <laughs> okay, so, I was gonna say because that's the general sense I get when I go down there too. So. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so dear listener, my mother lived in Tooele for. A while, so I've been there a lot. Salt Lake is a very beautiful place. Oh, it's gorgeous, especially in the winter with all the snow. But you must admit, in fall, it looks like a desolate moonscape. So, and let's be honest, it's the traffic. And Jeff, I realize you deal with the same thing <laughs> where you are, so it's not that big of a deal. Is the traffic really that's bad what right now? Really Midland? drives home the <laughs> negativity, in my opinion. Yes. <laughs> so, um, so it, uh, I would imagine. So I have a, uh, I have a friends in high places level two, mm-hmm. which I was going to say is the my father's friend who's supposed to give me work. So. I would imagine he's probably meeting us at the train station. Okay. Tell us a little bit about him. Uh, I don't know him. Okay. Just my dad's friend. (laughs) So. I don't even know what work it is. My dad said, go get a job. Well, uh, you got to give me a little something to work on. Is he a Mormon? Probably, I, I would imagine that he, since he's got, he's probably got a significantly well-established business in the city of Gloom. Mm-hmm. So yeah, probably. <laughs> um, I don't know what kind of work. I'm sure it wouldn't be something that requires my hands. Okay. That's just not what my family. Even my dad may think I'm a piece of crap, but he would not make me do manual labor. Okay. That's, that's above my state or below my station. I feel like so, that's something he could sell Clem out for. Because <laughs> he's just, Clem's just looking to do something nice for folks. Uh, maybe like, uh, maybe working in some sort of financial institution or something. Okay. Okay. That, sound, that sounds about right. All right. Let me. So you. Please roll a dice. <laughs> a die. Sorry. Yeah, so as you step off the uh, station, a well-appointed young man is there, bowler hat, and he's looking around, and he approaches Horace first and says, Oh, are you Mr. Champsworth? And Horace is like, Yes? <laughs> no, your name is uh, Hanbom. 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 Okay. So he's like, <laughs> no, but my cousin over there is a Champsworth. And the young man scoodles on over and says, are you Mr. Champsworth? 
I am a Bartholomew Champsworth of the Atlanta Champsworths. Uh, my father sent me here. Are you? Do you work for uh, Mr. What's-His-Name? No, What's-His-Name is not present today. Good note-taking on your own character. <laughs> uh, I, I found a, I'm trying to find a Mormon name generator. <laughs> oh, no. Pretty sure they have normal names. Yeah, yeah. like the same kind of names uh, as other. No, Hammond. Uh, Hammond. Uh, uh, you... I know that's in that. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna go with uh, Meacham, but Hammond. I'll go with Hammond. Are you? Uh, are you a? Uh, do you work for Mister Hammond? Uh, yes. My name is Bernard Jones. My friends call me Bernie, but I have been sent by your uncle to take you to the. Uh, family house is a very nice house I might add sir your uncle has done very well since joining the church uh, that's uh, good to hear us uh, our family uh, has a tendency to uh, to fi- fi- find themselves uh, ingratiated pretty well with the community given back and whatnot hmm Yes, well, as you know, he's a very well-respected loan officer with the Bank of Deseret, so I'm sure you will do wonderful. I hear he's got you set up as a uh, teller or even a bookkeeper. Yeah, uh, I suppose either one of those would be a good good starting place. Find myself, find my place in the world. Alrighty. And well, he Bartholomew, motions, that sounds like... Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, Bernard just uh, motions towards a steam-powered horseless carriage sitting by the side of the road. So I, I turn to the other folks and I go, uh, do, do y'all have accommodations here in town? Not yet. Well, uh, perhaps you could uh, come meet my uh, uncle, and he might he might be able to either find you accommodations, or uh, I'm sure he has some free rooms. I mean, you definitely you know save my bacon. I feel like a good turn deserves another. Uh, well, if any of you are looking for work, uh, I'm sure he'd probably know some work, or be able to provide you with any. Uh, anything to do some good around town and. May I say, Bartholomew, that your uncle definitely has you pegged. Uh, you would be a good teller of some stories. Uh feel like with your bravado, you would, yes, definitely fit that job description. I clap, clap on the shoulder and I'm like, I, I believe you are right. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> So I guess we all clamber into the uh, horse shed. Uh, Who who wants the uh, hump seat? (laughs) (laughs) So (laughs) some of the other things that happen. uh, Denise gets out of the train and she toodles off to a what are those telegraph office to file her story of the Husker with the epitaph uh 
LB actually pulls his cigar away from his mouth long enough to enunciate in a Texas drawl. Uh, Miss Edna's got the best cinnamon rolls in town. And then Grunts puts his cigar back away, <laughs> back in his mouth, and goes about his business. And uh, Casey doesn't leave the train. So. Is he part of the train? <laughs> Is he half train, half man? He's, he like haunts Part the of train. the train, part of the crew. <laughs> Something like that. When the moon comes out, he turns into a skeleton. Yes. Mm. So. <laughs> You're all going to to the Salt Lake Champsworth estate? Sure. Are we invited? There's multiple actors? No. It was Hammond, I thought. Oh, yes. Hammond. Well, could it be Hammond Champsworth? Yeah. Is that... There we go. Hammond Champsworth. Of the Salt Lake Champsworth? Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, Clem's just riding along, having a good old time. There you go. Looking, yeah. So... I, I turn to uh, Bernie, and I go, So, uh... Tell me, uh, I haven't seen my uncle since I was knee-high to a grasshopper. Why don't you, uh, what, what, what can you tell me about him? You're welcome, Well, <laughs> <laughs> well. <laughs> pregnant pause as he turns the, the corner and starts edging his way through some of the crowded streets of junk town. You know, he came out here and, oh, what would that have been? 65, I guess. And, you know, he was Baptist when he first came out here with your aunt. But, you know, shortly thereafter, he realized the way to get ahead in the world was to join the church. And so he did. And your aunt both got baptized there in the temple. And shortly thereafter, yeah, his luck began to change. He got a job with the Bank of Deseret, moved his way up pretty good. You know, he used to work at the tithe office. That was fun, I understand. And well, now he's a, he's, I guess you'd call him a senior executive. He, he oversees some of the mining claims, you know, and uh, loans for them. Stan. Is that good? <laughs> sure. Okay. <laughs> so they trundle along and Bernie stops and turns his head. Was there any place in particular you wanted to see as we were, as we head home or? Uh, I don't do you know. Was there anywhere uh, you guys wanted to uh Check out, or do you think maybe we'll just take make an evening of it? And well, I think I'm gonna want to. Are you just bringing us home with you? Right now, yeah. You guys, none yeah. of you really had anywhere to go, right? Right. I mean, I. I mean, so I do. Just saying, you know, I can at least ensure you a bed for the night since you oh. saved my life. Basically, yeah, like rest. Wow. Up, one night, get, thanks. Get, one night. I didn't. 
I can't I can't even necessarily promise one night, but I knew I could at least convince him of one night. I don't know if I could say, hey, we're going to have some people squatting in your rooms. Well, I can it would be nice to have a night, a night to recover from all the everything. You don't have, have to try to find a place have last a proper, minute. Have a proper wash and get a good night's sleep so the next day I can go and find a place to set up shop. Exactly. Right. Sounds good to me. All right. I mean, yeah. So then, Bernie just... hmm? Is this a dry country? Nation? So, (laughs) according to the book, no. They have have alcohol and, and coffee and every sort of vice vice that you can think of. Okay. But, but the Mormons wouldn't partake. Yes, but they're in. It, it's discouraged. So, yeah. So to get whiskey, you have to go to Junk Town. So basically, you have. We're to not go... having wine with dinner, is what he's saying. Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. So I should uh, <laughs> um, hide my liquor deeper in my rucksack. <laughs> well, you'll you'll just get weird looks from the the saints, as they call Got them. Got it. In, in the they game, they probably try to convert you. Got it. Yeah. And <clears throat> you'll uh, now, if you are Mormon and are caught drinking or dancing, as they call it, uh, fornicating. Um, oh, I was like, is this a dirty dancing rule? Yes. <laughs> dancing is outlawed in Salt Lake. The, the horizontal tango. Um, <laughs> Then your name gets published in the Deseret News on the back page on the blacklist, and you're shunned until the next edition comes out. It comes out weekly. Mm. So, well, we have an ally, so we don't have to worry about that, right? <laughs> well, you well have I don't an, know what level she's. Hey, oh. you have an ally with the epitaph, not yeah. Oh not the, shit! Yeah, not the not the Mormon paper. Uh, so <laughs> so just don't say you're mormon don't lie well yeah. i was thinking maybe there'd be some benefits there <laughs> i so, mean really does what does it hurt you not to drink at this juncture clem <laughs> i mean well touche but i don't know maybe i could get something from hammond here um no never mind i'm thinking too sneaky like alice she's rubbing off on me <laughs> so so bernie can you know because it's a it's you know steam-powered cars don't go very fast at this time and it's the streets are crowded so bernie it's will give you guys yeah. <laughs> bernie will give you the lowdown on any question you ask so do you guys watch or read any like cyberpunk type fiction um i have in the past not recently yeah okay so salt lake is kind of like that cyberpunk trope where Junktown is basically the really poor overcrowded got it part of the world that's kind of lawless yeah and then um 
the rest of Salt Lake is the carefully manicured, clean, clean. Yeah, where we're going. Yep. So, oh, and (laughs) since we just made it up today, uh, Bartholomew has friends in high places, parenthesis, Bank of Deseret. I've come to town to inquire about the sandworms. I yeah, don't know. The, the flat. Was, what were they called again? Salt flat? Salt or? flat. Salt flat worms. Uh, where would I find information? Information is a bit flat. Well... Probably the place I would start is some of the hunters down south of Junktown. I can find out the exact address for you if you'd like. Oh, that's going to be wonderful. Uh, You know, some of them, for the really big ones, there's ships that go out. Motorized ships. They're like trains without rails. And they have big harpoons on the back. Are they kind of shaped like something from Return of the Jedi? You know this word? <laughs> you know this word? <laughs> you know this film? Oh, <laughs> uh, I don't know about Jedi, but... Uh, yeah, they look like giant trains or trucks that run on steam and run out there and... I believe he's saying it looks a lot like a, a Mad Max. And not, is there any gentleman dangling in front of a speaker with a guitar or anything? <laughs> but there is a lot of uh, silver spray paint. Uh, <laughs> I do know this word. <laughs> Did anyone else want to ask questions before we arrive at our destination? Uh... What's his name again? Uh, Bernard. Bernard Jones or Bernie, Bernard. if you want to call him. Yep. Uh, M- Mr. Jones. Uh, I don't know if maybe you've heard Not of any wrongdoings in town that need ratted, but maybe you have the scoop on something as such is such. Well, you know where we're going. There's not many. The sheriff takes care of most of of the problems and you know they say if people are you know too out of line they they find themselves fixed but uh if you're looking for gossip well i would suggest maybe the grand hotel down in junk town they have a lovely lady oh my goodness you should hear her voice like angels they've got a piano bar there and mimi just sings oh she's gorgeous and her uh, her voice is like the angels bernie uh sounds uh, like you've uh, you're in love oh well if 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 you don't mind me interrupting here and asking what you mean by fixed by the sheriff her voice does sound lovely, but what do you mean by fixed? He falls very silent. And after a minute or two's thought, he says, 
Well, the sheriff keeps good, good enough control over the the saints' parts. There's, there's no crime here. You know, the saints are good people. So, uh, Clem, I'm picking up on subtext that you, uh, you might find some trouble down in Junktown. Mm-hmm. Everything he, is in junk town. He rounds the corner and points out uh, a small bakery on the side. He says, that's Edna's Eats. Those are the best cinnamon rolls in town. And if you're really lucky, that dime star... Or dime... The dime novel writer, I am him likes to go there and eat too maybe you can see him <laughs> him <laughs> new quest <laughs> There's so, like mr jones it feels like we're having different conversations here <laughs> <laughs> he he you know the car keeps moving on around he keeps pointing out different things as they go he points out you know, several uh, clubs and tells some some stories about, oh, this thing happened here and that thing happened there. What kind of clubs are there? Uh, well, there's the green room. You know, you're in the nice part now. And so there's the green room and they say that that is uh, that the president himself likes to talk with some of his key advisors in there. Ooh. The yeah. president of Deseret? Mm-hmm. Yes, Brother mm-hmm. Young. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Brigham, Runga, Brigham Young is in charge of Deseret. That's right. And you know, they keep driving. You pass the, the temple and he points at the incomplete spires and says yep the president commissioned two gargoyles to sit there up front they're not posted up there yet uh, they were they were actually stolen i think and he keeps moving on down the road does that does that does that tickle your fancy there clem they finally pull pulls into a residential area and the Houses are nice and new, and they're made of stone. You know, you look around the ones in your your uncle's neighborhood. They're you know they're smaller lots. They're but they're they're nice homes. They're you know probably four bedroom homes. They're not. They're a lot better than what's in Junk Town. Mm. Uh, which we have not seen, just to be clear. <laughs> you, you've kind of seen the outside of it. I got it. And the like, the Salt Lake uh, Grand Hotel, Bernie pointed out, and he pointed out some of the, the Smith and Robards factories and the Hellstrom factories. And Every time you say Smith and Robard, my brain goes to Sears and Roebuck. I go Smith and Wesson. <laughs> I believe that was intentional on both counts. <laughs> yeah. I don't make this stuff up. 
<laughs> Thank you, Pinnacle Entertainment Group. Uh, so you get there. It's a little gated community. You go in. Bernie parks the car and hops out, goes to the trunk, starts pulling out people's bags. Uh, careful with my suit, please. <laughs> Why, yes, of course, of course. Uh, it went your... through a lot. <laughs> <laughs> your, your uncle is still at the bank, but uh, I think your aunt might be home. Would oh, you aunt... fans? Auntie Milty? Would... Yeah, Milty. <laughs> As in, what is her full name? I've only ever known her as Milty. Miltison. Miltison. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so. AKA Auntie Milty. Mm-hmm. Auntie Milty. Uh, she might still be. It rolls be... off the tongue. That's why I chose it. Yeah. She, she might still be up or, or would you rather just go to bed? Uh, I mean, it's a four-bedroom house, right? Like, it's not... <laughs> well, I, be- I believe um, I believe I should talk to Auntie Milty so she's aware that uh, there is more than just uh, uh, I around. All right. So, Bernard goes to the door, opens it, helps bring this, and then disappears kind of into the back, kind of... You catch a glimpse and you see it's like a sewing room and and Auntie Milty comes out, arms spread. Bartholomew! Auntie, it is, I'm so glad to see you. It has been a heck of a journey. Uh, <laughs> uh, how have you been? Uh, well, uh, before I uh, interrupt myself, uh, you remember uh, Horace, your nephew? Why, yes, of course. And she pulls him into a big antley embrace and kisses the top of his head and then pull goes to pull Clem in and do the or not Clem, uh Bartholomew <laughs> in and do the Clem same. Clem gladly accepts. Yeah. <laughs> no. Everyone automatically loves Clem. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh Auntie, I do have a, a favor to ask you. Okay. Uh, you may have noticed a uh, gaggle of strangers behind me. This is uh, Alice, Frank, and Clem. Uh, uh, thank you for the forehead kiss, ma'am. Uh, <laughs> uh, she, the, they were. She, uh, she leans in. Are they your wives? <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, these are uh, some friends I made on the train. Um, we had. Uh, some events, and to be honest, they had saved my life. Uh, and I felt like I owed it to them. Uh, none of them are natives to this town, and I thought maybe an, a one night in a in a nice place before they uh, have to find their own place would be a good, uh, you know, thank you for all that they did. Isn't that right, Horse? Hey! Horse just kind of <laughs> nods and agrees, and Auntie Milty folds her uh, hands in front of her in that very prim 1870s way and, and nods her head and says, well, I don't think we have enough rooms for all of your friends to have their own rooms, but perhaps you and Horace and... What'd you say your friend's name was? Uh, Clem. 
Clem, perhaps uh, you and and Clem and Horace can bunk in one room, and you fine ladies can bunk in the other. Uh, well, well, ma'am and Bartholomew, I I could use a little bit of grub, but I uh, I would not be opposed to setting up a bit of a lean-to outside <laughs> the house of this, you, you know, th- this nice domicile, I should say. Pardon my gruff language, man. Yeah, his uh, his <laughs> his his uh, affectation does change from time to time. I'll come All together. <laughs> well, I'll I'll have Carlotta make you up something for for dinner. I'm sure we have some leftovers, but you're not sleeping outside. What if the neighbors talked? We can't have that. Uh, are the neighbors usually mute, ma'am? <laughs> Ew. Such a sass mouth. Excuse my friend here. He, uh, he has traveled this great land, but it does not sound like he has traveled into gated communities. Uh, <laughs> He's a bit rough around the edges, but his heart is gold. Okay. Because <laughs> it would be a might and seemly, my dear sweet yeah. Bartholomew. Clem, I, 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 I go over to uh, Clem. I, I just kind of pull him off to the side. And I go, Clem, <laughs> have you ever read or heard any stories about prissy rich people who go to bougie dances, have waltzes? That kind of thing. Well, well, I mean, this one time when I I think I was dead, I did go to. Uh, just let me cut you off real quick. Let me well, cut you off real quick. There, there were a yeah, lot let's, of dead. Let's, let's avoid the D word when you're talking people. to other people. Please. <laughs> <laughs> just that. Just a note. Just a note. Continue. <laughs> Just, uh, Not while I was alive, let's say that. <laughs> let's just say that's where we are right now. It was a pretty dead party, if you will. <laughs> gives them a wink and a nudge. Just the, the, the type of folks you may have uh, encountered in that situation, the frou-frou-y kind that uh, would uh, poo-poo on a hot dog or throws half their food into the garbage because they don't want the poor to eat it. it that's that's where we are. <laughs> Auntie Milty is like, like those poor people. <laughs> <laughs> and wanders off to find Carlotta. Oh, good. <laughs> After uh, about 15 minutes uh, car- <coughs> a not strikingly beautiful, but good-looking uh, Hispanic woman, Mexican woman, and French. Her... The French. No, no, I mean, it's a mix. Right? Who's backing Spain. who? The Trumps <laughs> in this realm. This is a an actual Spanish Mexican, not a French Mexican. Okay, this is getting confusing. Um, so Spain. The Mediterranean just needs to stay out of Mexico. Yeah, right. Well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, if you if 
sidebar. If you read the South of the Border book, so what happens is, and this is actually kind of what happened in real life. Spain comes over, <laughs> sets up Mexico. Mexico is like, F you, we want independence. Spain is like, uh, think again. Mm-hmm. And French, the French comes over and is like, mm, we want this land now. And Cinco de Mayo happens. And then Napoleon the Third. I see. They get drunk and then. <laughs> yeah. They get drunk and have a lot of tacos. Um, <laughs> no. On May 5th, uh, they beat the French forces, Santa Ana does. And Napoleon the Third is like, I've had enough of your nonsense, and sends his cousin, uh, a Duke of like Brussels, and his wife, um, Maximilian and Carlotta, and they become the Emperor and Empress of Mexico. Yep. Now, in real life, they reigned for a whopping. I want to say it was like five years or something Ooh. like that <coughs> and uh in story lore it's been 14 years they're still on the throne Ooh, snap. and so you you've got kind of this class struggle where you've got the french mexicans which are all yay emperor go 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 and then you've got the spanish mexicans who are like we don't need no stinking emperor so Carlotta may not be a big fan of Frank. Ooh. Perhaps we shall see. <laughs> so Carlotta's, you know, in her mid thirties, uh, has a streak of gray in her uh, dark black hair, and she kind of looks at the party, and she looks like she was. Dragged out of bed, oh. probably by Bernard, to cook. She's like, it's not a very good meal, but come, it's simple. And she has laid out, uh, you know, it's a simple meal, not extravagant, but definitely not. It's like better than sandwiches, less than <laughs> pate. Uh, so I'm being from where I'm from, um, and being highfalutin, I just accept it that this is just how life is. And so I don't even thank her or really acknowledge her all that much because mm-hmm. this is just how day to day life works. <laughs> Would she right. be offended if I give her a tip? Yeah. <laughs> oh, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> She'd probably be like, uh, "Thank you, Senora." I mean, is that like I don't know? Do you tip servants? Servants? No. <laughs> okay, then I won't. They're do basically it. our slaves. I'm <coughs> oh, sorry. They're basically our slaves. I mean, <laughs> they get they get a meager paycheck. <laughs> Actually, I don't even see it though. I'm just like they get paid to do this work. It's what they do. I like it. Like I feel... It. Mm, that's what Bartholomew would say, <laughs> right. not me. Okay, so like, Allie is greedy, but also she is she's, a working person. Yeah, like, you, she's a member of the working. Greedy doesn't necessarily mean... Right. Mean, yeah. Yeah, and snotty. 
Or that you don't recognize yet. I'm going to give her a small tip. Okay. It doesn't how, matter if it's insulting. It's How, how much? That's true. something you would... Um, I don't... What's a lot? Like... Well, the, well, the, the most expensive bottle, bottle of whiskey was, was $5. $5. So, like, I don't know, a quarter? Is that That good? seems fair. So she right? takes the quarter <laughs> and looks at it. And I'm assuming it's a Union quarter? Or is it a Confederate quarter? Union. Okay, she looks at it. I feel like Allie would have a collection because she goes everywhere. Yeah. She, yeah. yeah, so, but, I, I yeah, she's got currency for everywhere. So maybe it's just a desert quarter. <laughs> well, she's never been. Well, oh, she's fair. never been there, but that doesn't mean like that coinage doesn't travel out. It would exactly. be a union coin. Yeah. She like looks at it. She's like, yeah, yeah. I <laughs> answer to her. <laughs> so she just takes it and kind of palms it, and then moves on about her day. And you guys can eat your meal and her night. Her night. She comes back maybe half an hour later and says oh. I hold on my empty water glass. Oh. She <laughs> she rolls her eyes and is like fine. Fills you know, she doesn't say anything, but she's like definitely uh I don't thinking. notice anything either. Yeah. <laughs> You wouldn't, but everybody else would notice the uh, <laughs> obvious. Horace wouldn't either. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's he's from the same upbringing. The obvious eye rolls and, and what yeah. have you. So we've, we've, we've like, gone numb to I'm, those. I'm just a little confused. <laughs> yeah. Still, like totally alien to this situation. Like not understanding. <laughs> Like Clem is usually pretty oblivious anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in general. <laughs> yeah. Just as a person. <laughs> so. Well, uh, I believe that uh, it's starting to get late. We should probably make our way to our bed chambers. Aunt Milty gets up and ruffles. Uh, horse's hair and gives you a big hug and she says it's so great to have you here and then toodles off to her own bed chamber people toodle a lot today (laughs) there has been a lot of toodling well it's better than my go-to you know see auntie milty yeah auntie milty toodles off Johnny fucks off. So I mean, I kind of, I kind of feel bad that you didn't say. Well, Johnny turns around, starts tootling off, and then (laughs) (laughs) so angry manner, (laughs) angrily tootles. (laughs) So Auntie Melty has tootled off. Uh, Auntie Melty and Uncle. Hammond have two servants, Bernard the valet and Carlotta the house servant, housekeeper, cook, whatever they're called. Multifaceted Everything. worker. Goodness. Yeah. I don't yes. think they're quite as rich as they pretend to be. <laughs> and have, you been, have you been to Junktown? <laughs> <laughs> 
How many beds are in the room I share with? Uh, <laughs> shit, how many people Morris. am I even sharing a room? There's, there's two beds in each of the two rooms, so they're small beds. Okay, well I post up on the floor. Oh, hmm. I mean he is uh, like like Clem Wood in a. Well, does Clem, ha- Clem has a bed roll, right? Yeah. I mean, not that he needs it. He's not even going to get a stiff back. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> I picture kind of like a Disney goof troop kind of thing where he's got like a little tent, but his head and feet are sticking out. <laughs> Why is he pitching a tent with that? I don't want to know about him pitching a tent. He's you're a like, creature of like, habit. <laughs> did you hammer like the, the, yeah, the, the sticks into the, 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 into the cobble? Into the carpet. <laughs> Almost like Into the stone. With the party finally reaching Salt Lake City, will Frank finally get to hunt a saltworm? Will Allie's miracle elixir actually produce a miracle cure? Will Bartholomew actually make me RP out a boring corporate job? Find out next time on OD&D Presents A Fistful of Dice. <laughs>